0: Hi there and welcome to Healing Her Story. I'm very happy to be spending this time with you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi there and welcome back to another episode of Healing Her Story. I'm Michelle Robertson and I am your host on this podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm talking about vulnerability because it's another one of those things that isn't really talked about in too much detail. We talk about the fact that we suppress emotion, but we don't link that to vulnerability. I lean heavily on the research of Brené Brown, and she writes that in order to be vulnerable, we need to first find safety, both physical safety and emotional safety, and that we share our stories with those who have earned the right to hear them. Now, this is even more apt for those who have been through abusive experiences, and certainly for those who have experienced abuse in childhood. Now, I've been sharing my stories for many years with fellow survivors of childhood abuse and sexual violence. These women in the groups that I've facilitated in person and more recently online And the women here who listened to this podcast for the short time that I've been doing it have certainly earned the right to hear my stories. And it is through the tentative sharing of those stories that they first reached out to me with their own, as relieved as I was that they were not alone. I've helped to facilitate them through the halting process of post-therapy healing. It's a lifelong journey, as we all know, much like sober living. And we've been there for one another as we slowed down enough to reconnect with our feelings by reconnecting to our bodies, our hearts, and our spirits. It's ironic, isn't it, that the one act that provides a modicum of safety through the actual experience of abuse, that stifling of our vulnerability that dampening down and ignoring of our emotion is the same thing that impedes our healing. Not only when we're ready to take those first tentative steps, but throughout this journey of life. What I've learned is that vulnerability is an essential component of healing connecting back to our emotions is vulnerable and it's scary as hell which takes me back to Dr. Brene Brown and her shame research if you've never encountered Brene Brown I strongly suggest that you look her up and consume everything she has put out into the world it will really be worth your while. Now, Brene links the concept of vulnerability with courage, which to me makes perfect sense. Since as a child, showing vulnerability was dangerous. It meant punishment. It meant ridicule, pain. And it opened me up to further abuse. So my best defense, which I guess was really not a defense at all, But my best defense was not to show emotion and not to show that I cared about anything very much at all. The original meaning of the word courage was to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart. Which to me, for many years and sometimes still sounds like foolishness at best, and life-threatening at worst. Telling all my heart? Hell no. But what we're really talking about here is transparency, honesty, and authenticity. Showing up for ourselves by allowing ourselves to feel, giving voice to those feelings and expressing our needs. It's also about opening up safe spaces for others to be who they really are. Terrifying, right? But this is what courage looks like. Doing all of this while still feeling the terror, or perhaps in spite of feeling that terror. And doing this is being vulnerable. Vulnerability is both the feeling of being so emotionally exposed as well as allowing ourselves to be emotionally invested. It's taken me many, many years to get to a point where I could connect back into those emotions. This is difficult enough for healthy, well-adjusted human beings. but For those of us who come from an abusive background, it's sirens and flashing lights. Now, this is something that is only in very recent times being acknowledged and addressed through training for trauma-informed care in various professions. We've not even scratched the surface yet. As an aside, I will likely do an, a podcast on trauma-informed care at some stage. Um, in the meanwhile, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to ensure that anyone you work with, from medical professionals to business coaches to really anybody, um, have, has undergone trauma-informed training. It's really, really important uh, for those of us who have experienced trauma and who are living with trauma. So back to vulnerability and courage. It's only relatively recently that I've been able to be vulnerable as an expression of who I am that doesn't mean that I let it all hang out. I'm still discerning in my vulnerability with others. And you should be too, of course. What I mean by vulnerability as an expression of who I am is that I'm able to remain vulnerable to my feelings. Feel all the things. Yes, even the hard feelings. Because the alternative to that, as I've discovered, is numbing and we cannot selectively numb our feelings. Bypassing pain means bypassing joy. And I've spent enough years without joy. When I first expressed the fact that it was only post-therapy that I was able to find ways of reconnecting to my body, and that it was in that reconnection that I felt safe enough to access my feelings, and open myself to the possibility of joy, I was amazed at how many women reached out, asking me to share with them that while therapy had provided a space for them to explore their experience, there was very little reconnection or integration. They felt just as wounded, just as numb. They may have understood more about what they'd gone through, But they were still just going through the motions, feeling outside of themselves, not fully connected to themselves or to others. Because this was such an excruciating and confusing process for me, and there really was no blueprint, I've made it my mission to help women who feel the same way. I guess this podcast is part of that too. It's been an incredibly rewarding experience. As a child and a young woman, I never imagined that there were others like me, that there were women who shared those dark, unspeakable secrets. I was so shut down from my own feelings. I was pretty much sleepwalking through life, going through the motions. Much like a sociopath, I like to describe it, I had learned to fake feelings, So my lack of emotion went largely unnoticed by other people. We all deserve to experience joy. Pain has been so much a part of my life and my identity. Never completely numbed. Strange how the joy can be completely numbed out, but the pain is always there uh, on the edges, just hidden by all the different things that I used in order to hide from it. Now, having reconnected with a full range of emotions, my own emotions, joy is not only possible, but an authentic experience. And I'm able to connect with all my emotions and feel my life. That doesn't mean that I live in a state of joy. Sadly, but... What it does mean is that I don't live in a state of pain any longer. I feel anger, disappointment, happiness, sadness, optimism, confusion, playfulness, caution, and yes, even joy at times. We're not meant to live in a single emotional state. We're meant to experience the full spectrum. And that is where I think so many people miss the mark because there tends to be a focus in popular culture on being happy and being joyful and chasing that happiness and that joy. And that really isn't what it's about. It really, really is about connecting in and feeling everything. Um, You cannot really experience the fullness of joy without the fullness of sorrow. uh, And both are part of life. Connecting to my emotions and allowing myself to be vulnerable. This is courage. This is vulnerability. It's an ongoing learning experience for me. It's what I wish for all of you. this podcast Healing Her Story, a play on the word history, because we need to heal from our past. We need to heal from the collective past of all women. We need to stand together and lift one another up. We need to learn that while we may be shaped by our experiences, we needn't be defined by them. We're in the middle of our lives and we hold the pen. I do hope you'll join me as I navigate my way forward. I don't have all the answers. I don't think anyone does. But I do know that if we work on healing ourselves and we raise our voices, we can heal the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it. Thanks for listening.